to the outside world, do you look successful and just admired by people? But on the inside, you might feel confused or just frustrated or just not sure if you've really accomplished what you wanted to. Our next speaker will give us some great advice. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Well, happy Tuesday, Giant Builders. It's 2 o'clock, and we are here with Adele Wong. We met on Facebook, and I just think she's going to have some great information for us, and I'm excited to hear what she has to say. So welcome, Adele. How are you? I'm doing great. Pleased to be here. Oh, thank it's you. a good time. Yes. Well, please tell our listeners what you do. Okay. So I mentor a lot of people around the world who are struggling with finding purpose, clarity. Usually these are professionals who have achieved a certain level of success on the outside, but feel very lost and confused on the inside. There's often a lot of anxiety, frustration, um, having done everything the right way, and it hasn't quite panned out like what they expected. And there, there's a sense that there has to be more that um, I've done everything that I was supposed to do. So why am I not feeling more jazzed about you know, what, what my life and what I should be doing? So um, I do that through a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one private work. I've got some small groups that meet, but primarily we're talking about people's path and awareness, the awakening, because that'll help a lot with stress and anxiety. Because what I've found that stress and anxiety are often layered on top of when people aren't clear what what it is that they really want underneath that. So that's where I specialize. And it was really my personal path because everything I just told you is what I lived. Um, once upon a time, I was very successful in corporate and absolutely miserable. I <clears throat> really struggled with better relationships with people and I thought the solution was to be brilliant. And um, I really had to hit rock bottom. And through working with some people that were much more um, in tune with things like embodiment, and in my case, the feminine essence, that's what turned everything around for me. I was a hard nut to crack, but I got there <laughs> eventually. And now this is the, the path that I share with others who are uh, where I once was. So why do you think people struggle with purpose, what their purpose is? Yeah, and I think um, people get very preoccupied by the question because um, I think everyone feels like, well, I don't want to miss the memo on my own life and find out at age 90 that I, you know, turned left instead of turned right, you know, and I, I think this is a very intellectual curiosity that's layered on top of a perhaps a misunderstanding of what purpose really is. So if you're out there wondering about your purpose, um, you'll notice that the, even the question often has you feeling very scattered, right? Like it, like, what are we talking about? It feels very abstract. It feels big. It feels like, oh my God, this monstrous thing. But really um, it can be boiled down to really two things. If you get these two things right, you won't be wondering about your purpose because you're living it. Um, it's only people that, have something wonky in one of these two areas that that question even hits the brain. Um, and the two primary areas that I think are more concrete that people can actually like, oh, I know what that is. The first is better quality relationships with people. 
Like if you can find your community and people who really get you and support you, oh my gosh, you're probably not out there wondering about purpose. Uh, the second thing is, uh, I say, so the first is um, connection. The second half is contribution. That is more like what are, it's a sense of giving to the whole. So that gets people out of the me, myself, and I box of, oh my God, what am I supposed to be doing? It has much more of a, I've got stuff to share, to give, to, to help, to make an impact, to contribute. And that doesn't always have to be what you do for a living. I mean, it can. You know, a lot of people reach a point where, you know, what I was doing just is not working. I want to do something else. And it's also, it's totally fine if people have a regular job, but they find their most deepest contribution after five. Nothing wrong with that. And, you know, it's different for everybody. But usually when people feel like they are making a difference, contributing back, which is something that they love, it might be their uh, insight, their wisdom, their joy, their excitement about something, um, they're probably not worried about their purpose. So those two things, you know, which is connection and contribution are a little bit easier for most people to get their brain around. And if you get those two right, you probably will be just fine for, am I working my purpose? That makes sense. That makes sense. Do you have any tips on how to find these two things? Yeah, yeah. I always like to be very down to earth. So, you know, if your relationships are feeling a little wonky, whether you haven't, you know, the people that you're dating don't feel right or your friends, sometimes people have a feeling that they're outgrowing the people they used to be around. And there can be some confusion with that. Like, well, you know, I'm no, I'm more interested in X and they still want to talk about Y and but my new circle hasn't shown up yet. That can be a little bit, well, there's a transition period there. Um, a lot of times people have never had a, a, any good relationships. And by that, I mean, people who really are supportive. They've been around a lot of people, but uh, feeling lonely in a crowd, feeling misunderstood, start right there. There's a lot of really good stuff that those growth edge pains are showing you. You don't have to go and join an ashram in India to get some good feedback on the next step. It would be, tell me what's happening. So in my work, I, I look at these two areas. People are disconnected. There's usually something connected to the two of them also. Um, more of me that wants to come online. I feel like if I can't be myself with people, they're going to you know, not accept me. So I need to sort of adapt myself to people's expectations. That is huge in this culture. Or I can't pursue what I really want to do. Either I don't think I'm good enough. People will laugh at me if I really tell people I, I want to share my love of photography with the world. Or I would really love to be a rock star or whatever, you know, because our culture is very transactional in nature. There's this idea that you shouldn't do anything if you can't make any money at it or if, you, or if you're not good at it. So all of these gifts that were oozing out of you at age eight, somehow through the process of uh, adolescence and adulthood, by the time someone is 25 or 30, they can't remember what used to make them happy. And so there's a, a discovery process. I have a lot of good tools that save a lot of time. People hire me basically to save them a lot of time. So you don't have to spend 50 years trying to figure it out by yourself. 
So, because that's what happened to me. And that's what I want to share with people. This doesn't have to be so hard. You just need a little bit of guidance and the right kinds of tools and the right questions to sit with. Yeah. And sometimes there's trauma in there. And I'm, you know, we're good on trauma informed. There's some things that can be pulled out. And when that happens, your natural spirituality and your gifts, they just bloom. You don't have to squeeze the toothpaste so hard. It just it just happens naturally. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like things are just really different these days than in previous time with technology, computers. And sometimes I feel like I just don't have the energy inside of me to yeah. move anymore. How can we work through this process? Right. The number one thing I tell all my clients, no matter what the issue is, we must start getting a stronger bead on your energy. Because especially in this culture that's very transactional, very intellectual, then we have technology, the pace of everything, the chaos of the world. What's happening is people's energies are literally being pulled out of their body. So you will feel better even before you've changed the partner or the business or anything like that. To, to do some practices that help you back in your body. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, because if you're trying to do any sort of change, but you're exhausted, you don't have enough to work with. It's really hard. And any change you do, it doesn't stick. So we first have to get you feeling better first. Nothing else has to change. But feeling you more and grounded in your body, then there's a lot more to work with in terms of what what's happening around the edges. So I always start with an embodiment practice. And that is something that doesn't make sense intellectually. It can only be experienced. Yeah, but you people feel it. And this is what has been has caused my clients to make progress so quickly because it's not an intellectual, you know, the the mindset work is okay, but my impression is that people are relying on mindset way too much right now. It's okay, but it's a lot of work and it's not usually very enjoyable. It's, it's very rote. It, it, people feel like they're having to spend a lot of energy watching their thoughts. And I'm like, let's try a different way that there is a much better way. Is it okay to ask what, what process do you go through to sure. be in yeah. yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one of my, parts processes part of my program spark it's really uh touch getting people back into their natural sensuality because a lot of people in this culture it's completely cut off like what is that and that is such an important engine for everything else and there are many reasons especially women are completely cut off from this power center they know about it they've read about it but they don't actually feel it in the body. And <clears throat> I'm very pragmatic. I only want what actually works. So usually when, by the time people call me or they come to me, they've done billions of uh, mindset practices, self-help books, all this other stuff. So they know all this stuff intellectually. And I'm like, well, I don't care how much you know, if your heart still hurts, let's try a different way. And so I invite people much more back into their bodies. There's a series of practices. It's kind of hard to show on a podcast, but I can only just suggest to the listener, 
there is a much more powerful way that is not a narrative driven about your beliefs, your, you know, what's my limiting belief? I got to change my thoughts, you know, all that stuff. But it's much more in your body, embodiment. And with that is your sexual energy. Yeah. So it's different for men than women? Um, it's similar. Okay. There are some slight differences in the body. Um, and I've, I've noticed that sometimes a different analogy works different from men than women to help them access. So that's interesting, you know, and some of this might be cultural. Some of this, you know, men and women do have slightly different neurologies and wired a little bit differently, but yeah, I'm for whatever helps people feel excited, the spark in the lower belly, uh, because that animates everything. In one of your papers, I read about feminine essence. Can you tell me what that is? Yeah. It's basically um, an energy that every woman has, and it's very tied to her awareness and conscious sensation, her experience as a woman. A lot of modern women are very conscious, but in kind of a genderless way. You know, they're, they're brilliant, they, they, they pray, they meditate, but there's no connection to the actual sensual energy of life. And there are many reasons for this. First of all, it's a lot easier to focus on mindset because you can change your mindset just really quick. That's easy. But the actual experience of being in your body takes longer and is ultimately much more sustainable. So it's the sensuality of, for women, beauty, uh, what, are you, what are you feeling in your body? A lot of women don't know. They think they're feelings more than actually feeling them. So this is something that like a lot of women will nod. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But I can look at the aura and I can tell she doesn't actually feel anything yet. It makes sense. And she likes that. But the body is not going, ah, yes. And that's the experience I'm looking for. That's the start. And so there are some practices I do that borrow from ancient traditions that help a woman return back to her feminine essence as a woman. So these are practices that help women uh, develop a more magnetic presence so that women feel more juicy. They feel more visible without having to shout. Um, a lot of women feel very depleted. They feel like everything's on them. If they don't do it, if things don't get done. And the, the feminine way is one much more of attraction. It's magnetic rather than electric, you know, going out and, you know, sh you know, there are times that you have to go out. But most women, they just didn't know. They, they also have a way of pulling in to manifest. And so that's what I specialize in with my private clients and with my small circle of women doing your spark, your feminine essence. There's a place, women need a place to practice. One of the biggest mistakes I see with women and men really is that they're trying to figure this stuff out alone. And because of that, it's very difficult because they think they know it, but they don't have anyone to actually try it with, you know, and it, it just, it just doesn't work. You need a safe laboratory to try these things out. And that's what I do with my women. And it's plus, it's enjoyable. It's a good time. You mean you can't find it on YouTube? <laughs> no, not really. You can observe it. The problem right now in spiritual communities is that because of our culture, it has become a very 
individualist model of people, uh, millions of people buying self-help books and staying at home and reading them about how to live life. But if you're reading about how to live life and that's keeping you from actually experiencing something in the moment, you know, I mean, there's value in books, but there also has to be a place to actually experience something. And our culture is not very good yet at community, creating places that people can can be more themselves. A lot of people are very uncomfortable in groups. They, they, they you know, it's a very individualist, me, myself, and I, uh, spiritual spirituality right now. And I see this with so many of my clients. They come in and they're very down on themselves that they haven't been able to manifest whatever. Well, because manifestation is just is not just an individual effort. The, the environment, there are a lot of things going on. And so if you're just down on yourself for not doing it right, maybe there's some other things that can be considered. Can we attract more useful support and resources so this journey is easier? It's, yeah, we have a good time. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm pretty accessible. Uh, you can Google my name. You can go to adelwan.com. I've got a free gift, um, the ultimate stress relief guide for women. That's got some practices in there. Um, I do run frequent small intro spark, spark your feminine presence for women that want to just have a little taste of what this feminine sensual energy is like in a small intimate group of women. I run these periodically throughout the year, three or four times a year. They're just simple little experiences you can do on Zoom. And most everyone leaves going, oh my gosh, like I, I didn't know. I'm like, yes. And then a lot of women say, you know, this is a type of energy and awareness and awakening I want to get good at. So, and then, you know, people meet regularly for groups and I have some small group offerings there. Some of them are, are also becoming coaches themselves and I mentor them in, in their niche, their messaging and all that, because it really has to come from this, this um, life force and not so much the narrative of who you think you are. Cool. So yeah, I'm active on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, reach out. What I typically do is, you know, just set up a short discovery conversation. I don't know if I can help you. I have no idea. We'll talk about it. And if I don't think I can help you, I'll let you know. If I do think I can help, I might be listening and specking out what I might be sharing with you. And, you know, this, I might recommend something, you know, I think this would help you or I have this that might help you. And then, you know, if it sounds good to you, if you answer in questions, then we can talk about working together. Pretty easy, easy peasy. Well, Giant Builders, maybe you and I will be in a spark session together. Yay. <laughs> okay. The more Great. the better. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? It's worth it. Whatever's calling you, um, you are calling it. And I recommend be curious. Try not to shut down and meditate all the pain away because sometimes this pain is trying to tell you something. Once you know what it, what it is, sure, then meditate. But sometimes just being curious can open up whether or not you need to try something new or move in a new direction. The answer is always in the moment. You don't need to go away to figure it out as much as being curious right now with what's moving. Well, thank you so much for your time. That was just very eye-opening. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah.
Well, Giant Builders, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.